Hello and welcome to the Dobcast. I'm Erica Stacey. In this episode, I'm Google geeking it up with fellow Google Ads lover Melinda Sampson, founder of Melbourne-based Google Ads agency Click Winning Content. Melinda and I discuss the what's and why's of Google Ads before dissecting the two main ways marketers and business owners can use Google Ads, DIY or hiring an agency. We share some resources and advice for those wanting to learn how to do it themselves, along with some important considerations and questions for anyone looking to hire an agency. And regardless of which approach you take, we then share some important considerations for your successful Google Ads campaign. Melinda also tells us what she's learning at the moment and her one tip for business owners and marketers to help them be prepared to do their best online. Thanks so much for joining me, Melinda. Really excited to have you on the Dobcast. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be talking to you. Um, So today we're going to be having a chat about Google Ads because it's an area that I uh, work in amongst other aspects of digital marketing, but it's an area that you specialize in. So you're going to have a lot of information to be able to share with us and the listeners today. Um, So before we get into that conversation, can you just give us a bit of a background about your experience, how you got into Google Ads and what it is that you're doing today with your agency? Yeah, good place to start. So I've been doing Google Ads for nearly 13 years, believe it or not. And I got my start, I was working for a global software company as marketing manager for Asia Pacific. And luckily we had this really insightful internet marketing director in the States and he said, Mel, can you find an agency to run this thing? It was Google AdWords back then, but to run Google Ads for all your English-speaking countries in Asia Pacific. And I was like, sure, if you tell me what it is. (laughs) So this is 2006. And somehow I found some people to approach, and I must have used Google because I don't know how else I would have done it. But anyway, people sent me proposals and I had no idea what they were talking about. I'm like, what? The what? The what? The what? The what? And honestly, that feeling has stayed with me today because I think everyone new to Google Ads feels that the first time they see something to do with it, unless someone explains it to them really clearly. So I was pretty lucky. I went back to my internet marketing director and said, I have no idea what this is about and I don't want to put my budget into something I don't understand. So can you teach me? And he said, Google's got free online training, knock yourself out. (laughs) So I did and I loved it. And I ended up managing all the ad campaigns for every English speaking country outside North America. And (laughs) some in Chinese, some in Spanish and French, we did a lot of testing and it was a lot more straightforward back then to be fair, but I just really loved it. And I guess the rest is history (laughs) in a way. I started my business 10 years ago and we've been doing really pretty much nothing but Google ads for clients ever since. Fantastic. And yeah, like you say, they've changed a lot over that time and you'd be constantly keeping up to date with all of the, all the changes that occur with the platform and the different ad types and ad campaigns as well. That's the thing. And that's why we decided, I mean, at the start of my business, like everyone, I probably did anything that someone would pay me money for. But then I soon realized we just want to be really, really good at Google ads. So we, over the years, have just decided that's 
all we do. And that in itself is a lot to keep up with on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you're the perfect person to have this conversation with today. Um, so for anybody who is listening and unsure of what Google Ads are or just needs a little bit of a um, refresher on, on what they are and what the benefits are, we'll run through that. So um, a lot of people do, and I know in conversations that I have, and I'm not sure if this is your experience as well, a lot of people assume Google Ads or talk about um, Google Ads as just being the search campaign, so the, the text ads that come up. Um, at the top and the and the bottom of the organic search results, but there's a lot more to Google Ads, isn't there? No, that's exactly right. So search ads are what people are most familiar with, but Google Ads now encompasses the display network. So that's I think something like two million websites that host Google Ads as part of the display network, and they do that via a thing called AdSense, which is kind of the mirror part of AdWords. So that's all the banner ads that you see around the internet and you can check if it's got a little blue triangle and circle in the top right hand corner of the ad that says ad choices. If you click on that, it will tell you that it is there as part of the Google display network. Yeah. So you can get banner ads that out that way. They're super targeted now because Google knows a lot about what people search for them when they're logged into Google. So the targeting just gets better and better. And that includes your remarketing ads, so ads that you show to people who already visited your website. And also as part of Google Ads, there's a shopping result. So they're the ones, when you're in Google search, you'll see up the top under the search field, it says shopping and you can go in there and see a list of products to buy. They're part of Google Ads and also YouTube ads. So people have probably seen when you pick a video to watch and you see an ad and you have five seconds to skip it, that's actually part of Google Ads to get that video there in front of the right people as well. Yes, yeah, so there's a huge range of ways that, that you can, like you say, reach your audience and advertise at them using the Google Ads network besides just the search campaigns as well. Um, so from your perspective, what are some of the benefits that you recommend of using Google Ads with the clients you work with? Look, one of the best things about a search campaign is that it's super fast. <laughs> so if someone has a new website, a new product, an offer running, you know, provided the agency can be nimble and set the campaign up quickly, which is a whole other conversation, but as soon as that campaign can be set up, the ads could be showing by the end of the day. So where you've got search engine optimization for a new website, which I highly recommend doing as well, but that can take a long time to kick in. So Google ads are agile and they're fast. And it's also great that you have complete control of how they appear. So the client or the agency can write the ad copy. So what do you want people to see? We can decide which landing page it goes to that's the most effective. We can put the ad extensions in so they're all the bits that appear underneath that make the ad look bigger. We can decide what keywords we want the ad to show on. We can decide exactly what location we want people to be in if they see the ads. And (laughs) very important to a lot of people, we can set the daily budget. So we can say how much are you comfortable spending and we'll set the budget at that across a month 
to equal the amount that the client wants to spend. So <laughs> a lot of benefits in there. How do you, is that, does that reflect, Erica, what you see your clients liking? Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, the quick results that you can get from Google Ads are hugely beneficial. So I'll always recommend, just like you said, um, taking SEO into consideration and doing what you can to achieve those long-term good organic results, but they can be so hard. I mean, you were talking about 2 million websites on the, on the Google um, display network and just the internet alone, there are billions of websites these days. So it's getting more and more challenging for some sites to be seen organically in search results. So ads do really give them that flexibility. And like to say, being able to choose, you know, which keywords to show, when, what the text is, what the landing page is, and what that budget is most importantly, provides a lot of flexibility. And another thing that we love is conversion tracking. So that basically that means thinking about what you want people to do when they get to your website and how you can track it. So if you're an e-commerce store, more than likely that will be sales and high value sales. But it might be if you're a service provider, I want people to sign up to my newsletter, I want them to send an inquiry. I want them to give me a phone call. So we can track all that. And the beauty of that is at the end of the day, I can tell my clients, you put this much money (laughs) in one side and you got this much out the other side. And that's what I love the most. And if it goes up and down, which honestly it does over time, at least we know what's happening with the campaign. If it goes down, we can make changes. If it's great, we keep doing the same kind of thing. But you have control of the data to optimise it, like to get the best best outcomes out the other side. And absolutely, I mean, that ROI that you've just described is so important to so many businesses and organisations and, and Google Ads, you know, are almost the ultimate example of that because you've got literally the advertising budget and the time and the energy that goes in one end and hopefully some really good results that, that come out the other end that can be can be measured and grown on from there as well. Um, so there's a few ways that people can get started with Google Ads, which we're going to have a chat through today. The two main ones are being the DIY approach. So for those people who want to learn how to do it themselves, there's a number of reasons that we'll talk about why they might go down that route. And then there's also the agency approach. So hiring an agency such as yours. And uh, we're just going to have a chat through some of the considerations that people should take into consideration choosing either of those paths and so that they can get the best outcome for the business because ultimately that's that's what we're after as well. So DIY. (laughs) I think it comes down to obviously how much budget people have available to pay an agency for the services, but also how much aptitude do you have to want to learn a whole new thing and do a really good job because Google Ads is not set and forget. You need to look at it regularly and make little changes and know what to adjust and everything else and understand the data and know how it's going to do a really good job of managing it. So I like the DIY approach to me doing my own accounting, which let's be honest, (laughs) I have a business partner who loves spreadsheets and we use them every single day, but I do not like spreadsheets personally. So Let's just say I'm very good with numbers with Google ads, but accounting is not something I ever want to do myself. But as 
an economy, if I didn't want to pay an accountant, I could try and do it myself and I could probably do a decent job and maybe I would have to spend a weekend learning how to do it if that's what I felt like doing. But maybe I make one mistake and it costs me a lot of money as a business and I feel like Google Ads is the same. You can do a decent job setting it up yourself but if there's one thing that you miss or don't do properly and you're spending money on this campaign every day, that can end up costing you money. So in that case, not working with an agency was a false economy because it cost you more probably than what you would have paid them. Having said that, if I mean, I'm totally fine for people to take a DIY approach to their niche specific campaigns if they're prepared to invest time in learning how to optimize them. So Erica, we just wanted to go through some different ways that people can get training. Google's got a free online training program called Google Digital Garage, and it's actually all online marketing. So that's not Google Ads specific, but Google Ads is one aspect of it. And honestly, I would encourage every business owner that wants to learn more about their website and their marketing and conversions and everything else to jump in and do that. I'll include a link to all these resources we mentioned in, in the show notes if anyone's interested in yeah. checking out. So start with that and then Google has more free training and it's called the Academy for Ads and this is what Erica and I do when we're studying to pass our Google qualifications every year. So I laugh at that but I'm just saying that because it's pretty in-depth so only go there. <laughs> you really want to know all the ins and outs of Google Ads. But what I think is a better use of a business owner's time is just to do one-to-one training. So I know, Erica, you have some training workshops and I do one-to-one training with specific people. And the reason that's the benefit, like it fast tracks you. So I don't train people in things they don't need to know. I look at their campaign and I jump them straight to, this is what you need to spend your time on. If you only have half an hour a week, put your time there. How do you go about it with your workshops? Yeah, so we provide workshop training in small groups. Um, Like you said, Google Ads is a really comprehensive uh, and can can be quite quite complex area. So we, even though we do group training, we do keep it quite small so that we can still find that personalised or provide that personalised attention. Because a lot of the people who come to us for training, they may have already tried to do to teach themselves. Like they've, you know, logged into the account, had a bit of a click around. They might have gotten a bit overwhelmed. They might have done some searching, watched some videos, um, jumped into Academy for Ads and looked at that type of thing. And yeah, the people who end up coming to us are usually those who have gone, this is a little bit too much for me. And they, they've, you know, th- thankfully recognised that um, it's not something that they feel quite confident with. And while there are a lot of great resources online, this is certainly not the case for everyone. Um, some of the pe- uh, feedback that I've had from the students we get is that um, they don't always understand the online training because it doesn't specifically relate to their situation and their website and their industry. So being able to tackle that in a small group, even when we have people from different industries, it's quite beneficial because they could hear other people's stories and we can give them answers immediately about, you know, why they might choose certain things, why this keyword might be worth this much versus this much, um, as opposed to 
that more broad information. Well, I mean, I was going to say broad, but also very specific information that, that you and I really benefit from the Ads Academy because we're trying to figure out how to use all aspects of Google Ads for all sorts of different clients and campaigns, whereas they just want to know for their specific situation usually. I think that's spot on, but you do need real life experience with ad campaigns to know what to do with what you've learned in the ads academy whereas if someone can cut through that and say for you here click this button (laughs) put that in for me we take a long time and i don't mean weeks (laughs) i mean hours to set up a new search campaign for a client we do the briefing we do all the versions of the ad copy we research the keywords we do all the things and that's very important from my point of view because if your campaign is set up well the client will save with every single click on the ad forevermore (laughs) so the more careful we can be right from the start and i'm sure you teach this to people as well set it up properly right from the start you will save that money back in a wink of an eye. <laughs> yeah, so true. And we, we have to kind of pull people back all the time because they're always chomping at the bit to like jump in and start their campaign. And the, the way we structure our workshops, we've got two main workshops. And the first one is a full day on just going through what it takes to set up a campaign properly. <laughs> and we go through all of the settings and all of the options and the recommendations and then selecting keywords and understanding the structure and ad groups and how to write ads and your ad extensions <laughs> and all of those types of things. And then the second workshop we run uh, usually runs a couple of weeks after that first one where it's okay, now your campaign is up and running. Like we've spent, you know, done all of this groundwork And now let's come back, you know, it's been running for a couple of days or a week or so. Let's have a look at your data and figure out what's going on there. And now we're focusing just on what we can edit to improve your results based on your actual campaign. Yeah, perfect. And I think it's worth noting, I mean, we do AdWords day in, day out. That's what we do. And it can still take us three, four, five hours to set up a new campaign plan and get it up and running You need access to analytics, consider the conversion tracking, write all the ad copy, the keywords, the ad extensions, all the bits and bobs. But I would encourage anyone DIYing, don't just go through the steps and accept the options that come up. You need to sit and think strategically about your campaign, who you want to target, what keywords you want to pick rather than just picking options that are put in front of you and you'll get much better value out of it. And if I can't stress enough, spend time and money if you need to getting the conversion tracking set up because that's what will tell you. A lot of people come to me and say, hey Mel, I've got this campaign but I don't know if it's working. So conversion tracking is the thing that will tell you (laughs) if the ads are working for your business or not. Yeah. And like you said earlier, those conversions can be things like sales on your website. If it's an e-commerce store, it might be submissions of an online inquiry form or phone calls either directly from the ad or via your website and those types of things. So it's the same thing we go through, you know, think about what it is that you want people to do from this ad, what's the outcome, and then what are the different ways that we can can actually measure it. And, and one of the things that I generally recommend is where possible to set that tracking up in 
the Google Analytics first of all, so that regardless of where the traffic's coming from, from your website, you can see did those results come from paid search or organic search or social media or your email campaign. But then with a lot of those goals, it's really easy to, to import those analytics conversions into your Google Ads account so that they're measuring exactly the same thing in both places. Is that what you would generally do? Yeah, and I think it's really important that what you just said that if you set up the conversions in Google Analytics, it's measuring the value of all your marketing, not just Google Ads. And we can choose what we put in Google Ads or not. But if you're doing Facebook or if you're paying someone for SEO or doing email marketing or anything else, have that conversion tracking set up to see what's working for you and what value you're getting out of it. And really beneficial. I mean, we get, uh, we've been talking about business owners, but we get a lot of marketers who come to our training as well. And often, like you said, they, they are working across multiple marketing channels. So it's really important for them to be able to see, particularly if they're in charge of those budgets, like you were back at the software company, they've got to decide or be able to demonstrate to their managers or bosses, what's the value of the, the marketing channels that they've invested in and they've recommended as well. I always encourage people to do something rather than doing nothing. It can be quite hard to set up conversion tracking if your website's complicated or something else. And I mean, I'm the first one to say have quality information, but if that gets too hard and too complicated and too expensive, do something. So if you have a contact page, track a view of your contact page. It's not the best ever conversion. It doesn't mean the person contacted you, but it means you have more information than nothing. <laughs> Start small if you have to, and then have a plan to figure out what you need later on, but have something for conversion tracking rather than nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we had that yeah anyway it's just so important I'm glad you mentioned that actually because I had a uh, situation with one of the students from our workshops and um, he's been absolutely incredible so he's he's a small business owner and has just thrown himself into learning everything he can about digital marketing so you know got onto digital garage got that overview of all of that figured out a few areas that he wanted to become better equipped in, got some training and he's getting some really great results, which is fantastic because yeah, you and I know how hard it is. Um, but one of the big challenges he had with the way that his website is built and it's a limitation of the platform, unfortunately, um, is we weren't able to properly track sales, which sounds bizarre, but that's yeah, yeah. without going into detail. So yeah, we did exactly what you mentioned. Um, we set up a conversion to track views of the view cart page because that was the last point of contact yeah. we got before it went onto the third party e-commerce platform, which is where we lost them because we weren't able to put cross domain conversion tracking into, into that platform. So that's actually worked really well for him. So, and, and he's aware that it's not a hundred percent accurate, but it was the, the best conversion we were able to make and he's still able to get some really useful data from that. And I think the key is just knowing what it's good for and what it's not good for. So you're doing something, we're using it for this, it's not everything, but it's more than nothing. <laughs> That's what I would encourage people to do, but just be educated about don't make big decisions on it if it's not a full conversion, but use it as people that come in from the ads from this keyword have way more intent to add to cart 
So I'll put more money into that keyword and this keyword they never add to cart so I can stop that. So it can still be very useful. Like you said, it's a, it's a really detailed area and something that, you know, some people take, take to and absolutely love and love <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, But also uh, we're finding with, with a lot of the training as well that even um, marketers and account managers within agencies are just trying to, even though like, they might not be directly responsible for Google Ads day-to-day, but they're upskilling and having that greater understanding of how it works and the options is helping them to better deal with agencies such as yourself or talk to their um, clients uh, with greater confidence and clarity about how it works as well. So it's really valuable. Yeah, I think that's just really awesome. I would encourage anyone that outsources to a Google Ads agency to educate themselves as much as they have the time and inclination for so that they can ask better questions and understand the reports and know what's going on, which is probably a good time. Do you want to jump over to the questions that we think people should ask before they work with an agency? Yeah, absolutely. Because obviously, yeah, like we said, we've, there's that DIY approach that people can take if they, if they do want to do it themselves, either because they're interested or financially, they can't afford an agency. So from the agency's perspective, and you've had a lot of experience with many clients over the, over the 10 years of your agency, what are the things that uh, business owners or marketers should be looking for when they're wanting to hire an agency to manage their Google ads for them? There's a lot of different things and <laughs> I'm very passionate about this topic right now. I mean, I have been for a long time, but we take over far too many campaigns from agencies that haven't done a good job, but more importantly, haven't abided by Google's third-party compliance rules. So there's certain things that an agency has to do and it doesn't matter if they're a Google partner or not. So it might be your designer says, I'll do ads for you. (laughs) So the things they need to do, some agencies will set up your campaign in their own software system. So it's not necessarily in an AdWords account that the client could log into and look at if they wanted to. And so be it. A lot of people, and I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong in this, I'm just sharing my personal experience. So if it's in their login, it's very hard for the client if they want to stop working for that agency to have their account history and keep access to their campaigns. So one of Google's rules is if asked, the agency has to give you your customer ID number. And what that is, is a unique identifier for your campaign. So if it came to it, you could go to Google Ads support. And if the campaign spend is billed to your credit card, you could give them certain details and they could help you get access later on if you decided to stop working with that agency. And again, if people don't care about that later on, that's fine. But I feel like people need to be educated before they start working with someone to understand what they will or won't have access to once they stop working with that agency. Yeah, I think that's so important as well. And it's something that I'm, I'm quite passionate about. And I guess I think there's a lot of uh, businesses who use Google ads that is, you know, we understand all of the technical and, and, and backend side, but um, Google ads also have an ads manager platform that agencies can use that allows them to easily get access 
to multiple individual accounts. So we don't actually, as a, an AdWords manager, we don't need to have login through the individual's own personal account. That's exactly right. We never use a client's login. We log in through our master account. And another important thing to note with that, there's a thing called change history in the column on the left. So if anyone wants to look, if people are making updates manually, you can see in there what your agency's been doing and how many updates they've made across a period of time. I believe if the agency uses the API, it doesn't show in the change history, so you need to understand that. The client should be able to log in if they choose to and look at the change history and see what's been done for the money that they've paid. And I mean, it's not, we log into accounts a lot and do nothing because everything's okay and that's not tracked. So don't let me mislead you that the change history is the entire value. But if someone's making manual updates, at least you'll be able to see how frequently they're doing that. Mm. And like you say, that fee is a really important part as well because that's another one of uh, Google's policies is that honesty. Yeah, the transparency. So the agency has to tell you how much is their fee and how much is the ad spend because some people will just be telling me I'm paying 2000 a month but I don't know what it's for and I'm like, well, where's your report to see? And <laughs> that brings us nicely to reporting but how much is ad spend and what's the agency taking and they don't know they don't have visibility to that so that's a breach of google's policy the agency has to be transparent about what their fee is and there's so much important information there and like you said you've you've inherited accounts um or sorry clients in that situation as well when you haven't been able to access the previous account um and i've had exactly the same situation as well and unfortunately think there are a lot of businesses who, who just don't know and they're not told, which is really, really sad. So hopefully this can educate some of our listeners as to the best way to be selecting with and working with an agency as well. So if they you know, aren't being transparent about the split between fees and budget, um, if there's any issues with accessing the account, um, then yeah, there's a few kind of points for, for concern there as well. Um, is there anything else that uh, you'd recommend clients look out for or ask when speaking? Well, I think that leads nicely to asking how often will the agency give you reports and updates and what information's included. So personally, we have a really great reporting tool and every time I send someone their first month report, I do a video walkthrough and I explain what the numbers mean and why we've put the different bits in and what they can do with it. And I completely get that some people love that video and some people will never watch it, but I feel better that I've explained the information. I'm not just randomly sending you some numbers to say how awesome we are. And in the report, I always put if we've got recommendations for next month or this is what we agreed to change or this is what we're doing next, just to confirm all that in writing. Yeah, that's fantastic. And like you said, sometimes you might be logging in and um, assessing a campaign and it might be working well. So you might actually not make any changes. But I, I do that with some of my campaign reports as well. We're like, actually, everything's looking really good. We don't recommend touching anything, but we have looked at it and we, we are consciously making the decision to not change anything as opposed to just yeah, setting and forgetting it like you mentioned at the start. 
And I think another good question to ask is, will they have an ongoing person they can contact regularly? So I guess this depends on the size of the business, but this question is drawn from people telling me they've worked with very big agencies. They had this person, their account manager changed every month. No one ever called them back. They didn't hear, they didn't know what anyone was doing. And that's fine if the client doesn't care about that. But if you want an actual person that you can talk to, that you know by name, that understands all the details of your campaign, just ask that question at the start. And I also think it's fine to ask if they outsource offshore, is the team doing the updates here in Australia or have they outsourced it? And again, whatever an agency does, the decisions they make is totally fine. But if it's important to the client that the work's done here by Australians in Melbourne, for example, that know that St Kilda's next to Elwood is next to, you know, what the surrounding suburbs are and how to spell them properly, just ask the question right from the start. Yeah, and that's a really good point as well. Do you have these questions in a blog post or something we can link to in the show notes? Um, I will make one. Fantastic. <laughs> We will we'll add that link. And I guess the big one, a big question that um, is good to ask a new agency as well. And like you say, a lot of these questions aren't necessarily right or wrongs, but it's just about the client being educated in regards to that, to the agency they're selecting. Yeah, to get the right fit, really. Yeah. Find the right um, agency for you. Yeah. Um, and asking them potentially whether or not they're a Google partner, which click winning content absolutely are. So explain <laughs> to us what uh, being a Google partner actually means. Yeah, so we're actually a premier Google partner and Google changed that, I think, three years ago just to have different levels of partner. So a lot of it relates to how many clients you have, how much they spend, and particularly do you follow Google's best practices? And the next important factor is how many people do you have in your team and are they Google qualified? So... As I'm sure you know, Erica, we're constantly doing Google exams. The minimum (laughs) a certified individual is to have two exams. There's one core one and you can pick from the other. And then Google introduced a few years ago a thing called a specialist challenge. And that's where (laughs) we got a lovely glass plaque if we passed all five of the exams. So showing that we are committed enough to be specialised in all the different areas of Google Ads. So for me, if an agency is not a Google partner, it probably means they're not big enough to have the spend going through and other things. But if they're committed enough to pass their exams and become a qualified individual, I think that's great. They've shown that they care about this area and they want to keep up with Google and know everything that's going on to do the best job for their clients. So it's good to ask that. You'll probably see the logo on someone's website. There used to be a partner directory where you could look an agency up and see if they're actually in the partner program or not, but that got taken away. Aside from that, I would go with word of mouth as well. Ask your business friends, get in all those Facebook groups where people are always asking, but find the right agency that way and get someone that's actually been tried and tested 
and proven to have done a good job. So, so important. I think in all aspects of your digital marketing or any kind of marketing where you are outsourcing it, it's about finding the the right fit as well as somebody who's suitably experienced and qualified as well. Can you just give us a bit of an outline of the process that you go through when you take a new, a new client on board? What would you do once you've already kind of had those initial con- uh, con- chats and conversations with them? Where do you first start? We're pretty comprehensive. So obviously once you've agreed to work together, we do a briefing call to understand the business. Before the briefing call, we figure out, we look at their website, we talk to the client, we decide what ad groups to do, what keywords we'll focus on. And in the briefing call, we always really try to drill down to what's different about them. (laughs) So my favorite line is, there's a competitor that's next door to you and they have exactly the same products in exactly the same location. So give me three reasons why I should buy your product and not theirs. And that's kind of the foundation of a good campaign, in my opinion. So we start with that, we do the briefing call, we set it all up, we send it to the client to approve, get them set up and running. There's always a lot of talk about conversion tracking and what's important to them and what should we include. It's a really good point that you made that you can set up conversions in Google Analytics, but you don't have to import them to Google Ads. Where I said do something rather than nothing, Sometimes we just keep that in Google Analytics so we know what the ad campaign's doing, but we don't use it to make decisions, if that makes sense. Like we keep the important conversions like the sale or the inquiry or the live chat as the AdWords one, but we have those other ones there as well just to show the extra value. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly important to be... uh really thoughtful about which conversions are going to be of most value to the ads campaign, particularly if you start getting into using some of the uh, bid strategies that involve conversions. If I think about the advice that I give people before they even start a Google ads campaign, I would say the first most important thing is to have an effective website. Like, do you find that as well? Sometimes you just think your website's not ready yet. Google app. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Sometimes we, we do have to have that awkward conversation with students or clients and kind of take that step back and say, yeah, just like you said, your website's actually not ready for us to be driving more traffic to it or if there are some fundamental issues with the graphics or the copy or the load time or the navigation, if, if it's not going to give people a good experience when they get to the website you're potentially going to put off potential visitors and waste money by just sending more traffic there. A little bit of an awkward conversation, but an important one to, to have as well. It's like clean up your own, your own house before you invite people over. <laughs> no, that's spot on. So I think a good agency will always say that to you rather than just wanting to take your money. So yeah, like you said, definitely important to have that high quality effective website. And this is going to be important, like I said, whether you're doing DIY or working with an agency before you start your campaign, make sure your website's sorted out. So are you going to be giving a good first impression to people when they come to your website? Is the copy relevant? Is the copy effective? Is it possible to do whatever the thing is that you want them to do? If it's contact you or buy something, um, is it going to be easy to navigate, fast to load, um, mobile responsive as well? 
Fasting is a really important one because so many people now are searching Google on a mobile device and then they click an ad. And guess what? If your website doesn't load fast, they're out of there. So you've paid for an ad click, but you're not getting the visitor. And we're seeing this more and more on websites that are slow to load. So definitely look at that aspect. Yeah, and that's something we can pick up in the data sometimes as well. And I'm sure this time you potentially picked it up where um, I've had people ask me if it's, a, if it's a mistake in the data. Sometimes there's a lot of clicks showing in Google Ads, but there's not many visitors showing in Google Analytics. Yes, exactly. And normally yeah. when, we, when we go back and test it, we're like, oh, yeah, well, technically they clicked, just like you said, they clicked on the ad, but if your website's taking four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten seconds to load, they're out of there before Google Analytics has even kicked in. So, yeah, certainly a waste of time there. And you also mentioned conversions as well. So that's it's important for your campaign with what you want to achieve from your campaign, but also important to know is it possible to track on your website or what's the best that you can do if you can't track exactly what you want? Do something, like you said earlier, rather than nothing. That's exactly right. So be clear about what you want to achieve. Figure out how you can track that. But also importantly, understand your business numbers. So I'll give you two examples. So maybe you have a baby store and you sell an item for $50 and the profit's $25. Think about how much of that $25 would you like to give to Google to get the order before it's not worth you having the order given all the work you have to do to fulfill it. So there is a strategy where people are prepared to spend their whole profit on Google ads to acquire a customer because they know that that customer will keep coming back and spend $300 more in the next year. So that's great. But just know your own numbers. So compare that business to... I build houses and they cost $300,000 and I can get a lead for $1,000. So that's good for my business. That's a very different example. But my point is understand your own business numbers, what a new lead is worth. And also if you're paying people to work in your business, what's the cost of them doing nothing? Like what are you losing if you're a service-based business and they don't have a client to see for an hour. So is it worth giving away that hour's cost to Google to get that client because they're going to come back three more times and give you a lot more money? Mm, that's a really, really great point there as well. I think we often have that false economy in our own businesses that we don't want to increase our budget and spend more. But worst case scenarios, we're sitting around twiddling our thumbs or we're paying staff who are sitting around twiddling their thumbs when we could actually be getting more inquiries through the door and through the website as well. And also more clients leads to more word of mouth, all the other good things. So don't do nothing if you can do something as long as you can afford it. (laughs) Do you have any more advice to give to, I guess, any business or marketer considering ads in regards to expectations or planning for budget or the duration of their campaigns? Yeah, it's a really good question. So... Some campaigns work (laughs) the first day we start them and I'm so happy like the client emails me and says, well, we've had three calls in the first hour and I'm like, yay. 
which is awesome and it does happen, but it doesn't always happen. So sometimes we need to do experimentation, you know, try different things that didn't work. You need to commit to it. I would recommend three months at least to try to figure out how to get your campaign working and if it will really bring value to your business. But my biggest tip is always be testing, like try different things. Don't say we did that once and Google ads didn't work because it's not the case. Like you can do it completely differently and it will work or maybe search didn't work, but you need a remarketing campaign because you're promoting a conference or a course or something every year where you need to get the right kind of people back to visit your website or maybe you just paid several thousand dollars to get an amazing video made but no one's watching it so you need a YouTube campaign to build up the views. So be open-minded to all the different things that Google Ads can do and, yeah, so always be testing and my second part of that is always be thinking but don't be thinking at night (laughs) when you're trying (laughs) to sleep be thinking in the day and just try and outsmart your competitors try and think about something you could do differently or a different keyword we are always thinking about our client stuff all the time and I (laughs) have ideas you know I'll be swimming and I'm like I know what we're gonna do next that client that we haven't had good results for yet it'll come to me and then it works so (laughs) always be testing always be thinking (laughs) (laughs) and I like what you said as well in regards to to trialing different types of campaigns and there might not necessarily be one that's always going to work specifically or I know an approach that you take with your agency as well is that phased approach where you might start out focusing on one aspect of a campaign like maybe it's getting that search campaign up and running but then adding something in down the track. Um, Can you give us any kind of an example of how you might tackle a, a phased campaign approach for a client? Yeah that's definitely the approach we always take so we like to be conservative and start with something that the client's comfortable with. And generally that's the search campaign. And often, as long as it will be approved for remarketing, we would recommend adding that in sometime soon after. So what I mean by that is websites that have alcohol or health issues or various things won't be approved for remarketing. So people need to be aware of the policies before considering that. But If we can get a search campaign started and in the meantime they've put the compliance requirements in their privacy policy, we're building a remarketing list. So when they're ready to start doing that, they have this amazing list of people that have already visited their website. So we phase that in when people are ready and then we always look at, okay, so search is, (laughs) I could say tapped out, but basically if it's a really niche market, sometimes you can be limited in what you can spend because we could be like some random agency and say, give me more money and I'll spend it, but we don't do that. (laughs) We only want people putting money into really targeted clicks and if it's a niche market, that can be limited sometimes. So that's when we look at what other campaigns can we add in for you? What can we do? Let's consider doing a display campaign to put your brand in front of the right people 
if you have a great video, let's put a video out there on YouTube to let people more know. It's really top of funnel stuff. Once you get the bottom of the funnel sorted where people are coming in, evaluating, you've got your brand campaign, they're buying the product. Okay, if you've got more budget to spend, what else can we do to layer at the top of the funnel to get you more at the bottom of the funnel over time. Did I explain that well? Yeah, yeah, you did. And I think that's a really great strategy in in general for advertising is, you know, getting started with something and something, you know, get that working, get some results, and hopefully you are getting that return on investment as well. So you do have not only more confidence but more budget available to increase at at a nice gradual steady rate um, to get that ongoing traffic. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it because the search campaign worked you made more profit, so you have more money to put into marketing. So how do we layer that on with your campaigns? Mm, and it's not always, I mean, obviously, you know, just increasing the budget on the one campaign might be, might be one tactic, but there's yeah. all of those other methods, those advertising methods that you have available through Google Ads as well, which can help you reach that new audience who might not even necessarily know about your product, but might fit the demo. So yes, huge options there. Thanks so much for that. Um, is there any other advice you'd give to anyone considering working with Google ads or thinking about Google ads? Always ask a lot of questions to any agency that you're considering to work with. And if you don't like how they answer them, ask someone else. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And I just love the the whole asking questions as well. I know with the training and the students I work with, it's, you know, often people get a little bit embarrassed about asking questions. Like they're afraid that that they're going to sound, you know, stupid or something like that. But I always say, look, the more you ask, the more you're going to learn. And, and those that do ask the most questions tend to end up getting the best results and best understanding as well. A couple of questions about you to wrap up our chat. So you've given us a lot about Google ads, but we'll learn a little bit more about you. Who or what inspires and motivates you? Such a good question. So I find I'm just constantly motivated by my clients and the people that contact us. I just think there's this thing that I've never, ever heard of before. And someone was good enough at it that they built a business around it and then wanted to advertise it on Google. And it's kind of amazing. And I'm the first one to say, people will come with this thing. And I'm like, I'm sure no one is searching for that. And then I'm like, everyone is searching for that. (laughs) There's all these things that I've never heard of that people search for in Google that we can do a really amazing job running ads for them to help them build their business. And they're so committed. They want to keep going and do the things I said. They're always thinking, they're giving me feedback. They're always want to be testing. So they're the people that always motivate me. And I will add to that all the really great partners and business owners that I know as well. Like Australia is such a nice place to have a business once you get connected to the right people that will help you regardless and support you and give you advice and do whatever you need. Oh, that's so wonderful. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm <getting> teary now. <laughs> and we're all about learning here on the Dobcast. So is there anything that you're learning at the moment? 
My current ambition is to learn a lot more about using video in social media for marketing. So that's kind of my mission this year, getting the subtitles added with the sound off and putting more videos out and engaging more people that way. So that's my current learning. <laughs> oh, I like that way you said it's your focus for the year as well, because often we can get distracted with trying to do lots and lots and lots of different things. But I think when you can just pick like one thing that you want to add to your marketing to enhance and build on it, and then I'm sure by the end of this year, you'll have that under your belt. And next year, it'll be like, what am I going to do now? Well, I could tell you it was also my focus for last year. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound as good. <laughs> this, this year is going to be the year, definitely. <laughs> and what's the one skill or area that you would recommend business owners and marketers develop if they want to be prepared to do their best online? I think I'm going to stick with always be testing. So you can read so much information and learn so much and then not know actually how it applies to you or what to do with it because there's so much out there. So figure out a thing that you think is right for you and test it, but don't give up. Don't test it once. <laughs> Put it out there and figure out how to get that thing working for you. At a certain point, give up if it's rubbish and it's not a good use of your time, but read what's out there, decide what you want to try to implement or get an agency to implement for you and give it a red hot go. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's great. And we've, like you say, it's definitely um, important to give it enough time. Sometimes we can be a little bit too hasty and make some really quick decisions. So while that we, you know, digital marketing, the internet does give us that chance to, um, get information up and out there quickly. Sometimes we do need, you know, a bit of time and a bit of data and that, and that settling in. But also so many of the tools make it really easy to automate some of that testing now as well. Like you just reminded me, I was in a um, business group on Facebook the other day and I saw someone asking, they were about to start an ad, an ad campaign for, I can't remember what their product was, but they had a special offer around it. And they didn't know if it was going to be more appealing to promote the percentage off or the dollar value off. And they were asking people's opinion on which would appeal to them more. And I just kind of went in there and said, why don't you just test both? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just yeah. create an ad for both ones in the headline and then just see which one gets the most clicks? <laughs> so it's... it's Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know whether he took my advice. I should go and check if he ended up. I, mean, I would be complete agreement. With that, we can say as much as we think about what we think, but we don't know until we test things. So amazing what we can do these days. We need to make the most of it and yeah, always be thinking, always be testing. I love that. Um, so where's the best place that people can find out more about you and your agency Click Winning Content and see some more of your videos as well this year? <laughs> when they're ready, <laughs> they will be seen. Really LinkedIn, I love for connecting with business people. If anyone wants to connect, just drop me a little note that you listen to this podcast. I share a lot of tips there about Google ads, also analytics, other online marketing things that I find interesting. So that's the best place. Fantastic. We will include the links to all of your agency links and your LinkedIn profile as well for people if they want to find out more about you. And thanks very much for your time, Melinda. I really enjoyed the chat. Thank you. That was fun. Awesome. Right. See ya. 
Thank you for listening to the Dobcast. I hope you feel inspired and prepared to do your best online. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also follow us online. We're at Scout Social on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. 